Good morning and welcome to Lighthouse. We're so excited you could join us today. We're still not live on the lawn. That's next Sunday. So, so next Sunday, get ready. Get your lawn chairs ready, picnic blankets ready. Stick them in your car so you don't forget next Sunday morning, 10 a.m. here on campus. Um, bring that stuff. You can also bring, bring your masks. We will be following all our um, safety protocols. And so we are just so excited. Cannot wait. Sunday cannot come soon enough to be able to see you all face to face. And if you cannot make it in person, that's okay because we will still be live streaming. So you will still be at church. <laughs> You'll still be with us. So we are so excited. Looking forward to that. Um, and I just wanted to share a little bit about the week we just had. We had communion together, and that's always a special intimate time that we absolutely love and cherish. Yeah. Um, it always just means so much to spend that time together. So if you missed it this last Wednesday, it's okay. Make sure you set an alarm and a timer on your phone or whatever you got to do for the next one will be the first Wednesday of November. It's always the first Wednesday of the month, so don't forget. Um, and we look forward to seeing you at that one. And ladies, for those of you who joined me on Friday night to do our painting together, thank you. I thank you for your time and your willingness to, to paint and get messy and share your artwork. Uh, it was just so special and we had a really nice time of just um, de-stressing and some guided relaxation. And so if you are wondering about that, show up to the next one. <laughs> It'll be good. And so we'll announce when that happens soon. Um, tithe and offering. You can go to our giving page at lighthouse805.com. Go to the giving page, fill out that stuff there. Um, be blessed by being obedient to God's word. Um, so we thank you for that. And then also just get your vocal cords ready um, to spend some time in worship with the Lord and just ready your heart um, to be able to just give offer him up, offer up of your praise to him. It's going to be so good. We are Lighthouse. This is it. This is the message where we talk about what our church is and, and who we are and where we're headed. And it's, I love it. If, if you've never seen our church logo, here it is. This is the church logo. It's a lighthouse. It is purposefully the shape of the cross and embodies who we are as disciples of Jesus. See, the, the shape of, of our, our logo, lighthouse, and the cross comes down to the two greatest commandments. That's, that's it. Our church is based off of that. The shape of the cross, the shape of the lighthouse, it all boils down to the scripture found inside of Mark. And so I want to I take the scripture, read it, and we're going to dive into who our church is and where we're headed. I'm, I'm so excited. Next week, we're on the lawn together. And if you're watching that weeks from now, you might be saying, we already are on the lawn. That's okay. But Mark chapter 12, verse 28 says this. One of the teachers of religious law was standing there listening to the debate. See, there's, there's Pharisees and there's people debating with Jesus as if they have a chance of winning this debate against Jesus. He realized that Jesus had answered well. So he asked, of all the commandments, which is the most important? See, this, he's trying to trick him because there's all these rules, regulations, all this crazy, silly things going on in the church right now. And it's like, you have to do this and not do this. And it's just become nitpicky. So much so, people are more focused on the rules in church than the Lord of the church. And Jesus, I wonder if Jesus was sitting there waiting for this man to ask this question since like the beginning of time because God is outside. I don't know. I, I don't know. But I wonder if Jesus had this like smirk and he goes, I'm glad you asked that. I've been waiting for 10,000 years for this question. You know, like what, what was Jesus waiting for on this? Of all the commandments, which is the most important? Verse 29, Jesus replied, the most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. So Jesus says of all the rules, 
inside of church, all the regulations of all the things that are going on and all the nitpickiness and all the different blah, 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 whatevers. He's like, it all boils down to this. Loving God and loving people. And and I, I love looking at this and taking these two greatest commandments that God says, Jesus says, this is it. This is what it comes down to. And I want to look at those creatively and symbolically as the shape of the cross and the shape of our logo lighthouse. And when you see the, the logo lighthouse, I, I want you to, to understand that it's not just a simple lighthouse, but it's, it's the cross, right? It's the, it's the up and down and, and the lights that are shining out to the sides. And so the first commandment, we're looking at the vertical of the cross, the up down. The, the lighthouse, the structure from the point at the top through the light all the way down to the solid foundation of the rock. They, they represent loving God. And so we have, we have this foundation of the rock that is Jesus, right? You don't just put a lighthouse, build this massive structure and put it on sand in hopes that it can rescue all these sailors, right? No, you, you have to put on a rock. You have to put on something that's going to stand the test of time. It'd be ridiculous to build a lighthouse that wasn't centered on a rock. And that's, that's where we're, we're at right now is understanding that what comes first is we have to have it strongly founded on the rock. Now, if you missed all the messages in the last sermon series, it's the understanding that our foundation is Jesus, the rock. And as the lighthouse is founded on the foundation that is the rock that is Jesus, we have to understand that our stability and our longevity comes from this. And so, I love this. Uh, Psalms 119.105 says, Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. See, the, the foundation that we have of our, our source of life, of everything we are, of, of why we exist as a church, why we exist as a believer. It, it all starts with the foundation in Jesus. Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. Your word, literally, the, the word of God is, is where the foundation comes from. And we know that the word of God is Jesus. And that, that's, our, that's our solid foundation. And then if you look at the lighthouse, you have this solid foundation where it can stand the test of time. But then if you look at the very center, right? The middle of the lighthouse, the, the inside stuff, it's the power source. You can't have a lighthouse unless you have the power, right? It's just going to be a spire on a hill. That's silly. You, you have the whole reason a lighthouse can even work and function and has purpose is because there is power within. The center has to be powered. And, and that's, that's critical in our believer's life. And as, as we are lighthouse and we're trying to embody our, our walk and our beliefs and following after Jesus, we have to understand that the, the power inside of us is the Holy Spirit and it's functioning. And without that, we're lacking our power. We're lacking everything of why we, we're lacking our identity, our purpose. Everything we're supposed to be doing, we, we don't have the power for it. And it's huge. So every time you see our logo, you got to look at the, the foundation, the, the rock that it's on. You got to look at the power source in, in the inside. It's not tangible. You can't see it, but it's there. It's coursing through, giving energy and power. Psalms eighteen twenty eight says, You, Lord, Keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. Keep, I mean, is that not a perfect verse for this? Of like a lighthouse with the Holy Spirit as a power source? You, Lord, keep my lamp burning. Like that's, oh, that's so good. And then, the, the last part of, of the building. So you have the, you have the rock on the bottom and then you have the power source in the middle. And then the top of it, it's like, it's a, it's almost like a spire. It's pointing. It's, it's, it's lifting up, right? There's no other flourishes. There's no other weird shape. It's just, it's simple. It points up. See it, 
the, the top of the lighthouse and our logo, you look at it, you look at lighthouses, you represent, it's always pointing up. It's evident that we're pointing towards our Father in heaven and our, our ultimate destiny, right? Our homecoming to heaven. And so really, the, the lighthouse embodies the Trinity in our life. See, we are founded on Jesus as our foundation. We have the Holy Spirit coursing through us, and we are always pointing towards our God, Father in heaven, where our future home is. Like, I mean, right? Like, our logo, I don't know if you've ever seen that in our logo, or if you knew that's why our logo existed, but there you go. Right? Lighthouse 805 Church. We are here so that we have this going on. And it's all based off of the greatest commandment that Jesus gives. Love your God with your mind, your body, your spirit. Love God. This is the most important thing. Get it. Get your foundation. Get the Holy Spirit. And make sure that your mind is always pointing towards your end goal, which is heaven, the Father in heaven. Right? I think it's, it can be easy to get super focused on, on one of those areas. Right? I'm going to hyper-focus on this, and this is going to be it, and I'm going to forget the rest. Well, then you're out of balance, and you're not functioning correctly. And you focus on all, all, all those well, areas. Well, when you have the end goal in mind, the end goal isn't getting this promotion at work or making sure yes. my kids get into this fancy school. Those, can, those are all great mini goals. Those can all be those, you know, those little highlights in your life. But the end goal is being kingdom-minded. It's knowing my end goal is my Father, my Heavenly Father. And so when we have that mindset and we look at everything in life through that lens, how could you not be excited of knowing I'm going to raise my children in such a way that they are founded in God's Word? Yeah. Because my end goal is to be with them eternally in heaven. I'm going to work hard at my job so that I can minister to those around me. And if a promotion comes, thank you, Lord, for that provision. But I'm going to minister regardless of, of what position I have so that I can minister to those and, and show them the love of Jesus. Because it doesn't matter where you are in life. There's always going to be an opportunity. And if you stay kingdom-minded, oh, man. It, yeah. It's just that, that excitement will always be there. Yes. This is the, the lighthouse has really two main sections, right? It's the building and it's the light. The cross has two main sections. It's, it's the tall part or the vertical part and the horizontal part, right? And the, what this looks like to us, what we categorize or what we're doing, we put in place in our church uh, several months ago. It's called Next Steps. Right, this is, this is gaining our foundation. This is keeping our, us focused on the Holy Spirit and it's keeping us kingdom-minded. The whole thing is our next steps on Jesus. Really, really that every single week that we can come together in community and say, I heard something and I'm choosing to take a next step. Maybe it's going to be solidifying my foundation in Jesus. Maybe it's going to be increasing my power source from the Holy Spirit. Maybe it's keeping me grounded even more in my mindset of what the kingdom of God is. But the idea is that we're always growing. We're always moving. We're always expanding on our relationship with Jesus. Next steps. That's, that's the whole emphasis is taking what Jesus said, the most important commandment was love God. Because we understand that loving God is, is a relationship with God. You always have to take next steps in, in growing your relationships. Right? I didn't give Patty flowers one time and was like, oh, I gave you flowers. We're good forever. Right? It's like I want to keep building our relationship together. Likewise, I take next steps in my relationship with Jesus. So I should be expecting flowers again soon? <laughs> yes. <laughs> So. I'm just kidding. You're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 27 says this. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, 
The streams rose and the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. Right, when we read this verse, would you just imagine a lighthouse in that situation? I know it says house. I'm not trying to change the scripture. I'm just saying, would you imagine a lighthouse? See, our goal is, is the next steps. It's saying, I am hearing the word of God and I'm going to act on it. That's what's going to build me as a lighthouse. In verse 26, it continues on. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. What, what type of lighthouse do you want to be? Do you want to be the lighthouse that is solid on the rock? or the lighthouse that's put on the sand that falls over and then eventually maybe you get it back up and it falls again and, and your faith journey's doing this kind of thing. That's, your faith is in your own hands. Your faith is in your next steps to say, I'm gonna take next steps or not. It's in you. So, we talked about the vertical, the vertical of the cross. Remember it's, it's even if you look at like, like side note real quick, on the cross, the feet of Jesus were nailed to the cross, unmoving and solid. How our faith is supposed to be connected and solid and unmoving on Jesus. Right, and then you have the whole body of Jesus in the center, but then you have this moment of the horizontal bar of the cross. Right, which also embodies the light that's being shot out of the lighthouse. Listen to this for just a moment, okay? A burnt out lighthouse will allow and tolerate tragedy in its appointed location. I don't think, I don't think people are, are hearing it just yet. Like, let that sink in. A burnt-out lighthouse will allow and tolerate tragedy in its appointed location. A lighthouse has one goal, right? It's sitting there, and it's taking the power source. It's on solid foundation, and it's pointed. We talked about that. But then it shines light out for its location. There is one lighthouse in that spot, and if it's burnt out, dim, dark, or not functioning in its purpose, it will allow tragedy in other people's lives to constantly hit the shore and perish. Are you catching this? You're a lighthouse that God has appointed and called at a specific location, and there are lives around you that are depending on you Jesus said, I am depending on you in this location for you to bring them to shore safely. There's no one else appointed in your spot. <clears throat> they, we, we keep talking about this, of this season we're coming into is reach your city. And I've said it so many times of just because we live in the same city, just because we live in Ventura together doesn't mean we're in the same city. Right? My city is, is completely different than your city. I have different people in, in my sphere of influence. Right? I, I love building websites and talking to artists, and I love board games and nerds, and, and it's all this mass of, that's my city. Your city is different. It might be the exact same name, but we're in different cities. And likewise, I am the lighthouse appointed in my city. I need to make sure I'm on solid ground and I need to make sure I'm shining the light of Jesus everywhere I go. And that's, that's this idea. Lighthouses were built to help guide people home. See, it prevented death and tragedy. That's like, that's literally what, what we do on this earth. God appoints us to our areas of influence to shine the light and the love of God out. I, 
I think one of the, the saddest things is too many believers stop at love God and forget that Jesus also said to love your neighbor. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's a tragedy. It's like, oh, I'm gonna, I love Jesus so much. Well, Jesus, that's 50% of what Jesus said to do. That's failing in school. And it's not just love the people who are like you. Yeah. Love the people who have the same interests as you. Like, that's great. You have that sphere of influence. But if you think about it, Jesus came to love us, and we are nothing like him <laughs> in our sin, in our flesh, and yet he still loves us. So why can't we extend mm. that same kind of love of saying, you are different from me because of X, Y, Z. It doesn't matter, but I'm still going to love you because that's what Jesus offered me. So why would I hold on to that so selfishly and not share that with everyone else? And when you think about it, you may be that, that only point of contact. So why even risk wasting that opportunity? What do you have to lose? Your pride, you know, your ego deflates a little. It's all right. It's not a big deal, mm. you know? And so keep that in mind when you're trying to share the love of Jesus. Like it's worth so much more to spend eternity with that person in, in your sphere of influence than to have them think that you're silly or you're just one of those Christians or whatever, you know, the case may be, but extend that love. Yeah. Practically speaking on the cross. So Jesus sitting there, get the visual going. You have the beam that's going up and down and you have the horizontal. What was nailed on the on the sides his, his hands right his arms just, just think about this that our logo lighthouse has the lights shining outward and the sides of the cross have jesus's arms nailed just think about that for a moment jesus's arms are wide open to show his love towards his people and everyone. I mean, I, I, I didn't really thought about it in that imagery like that for this scripture before, and it just blew my mind. As I was praying over it, I realized his arms are nailed wide open. They weren't nailed behind his back. They weren't nailed down. They, they weren't, you know, handcuffed together. Jesus didn't die from a noose around his neck on the cross. He literally died because his arms are wide open. And this, this imagery with how our light is supposed to be shining out into our city, into our communities, into our loved ones, and how they parallel together, like, breaks my mind. Like, this is so good. His arms are the light of the lighthouse. And, and we got to remember this as we're reaching our city, as we're reaching our loved ones, that, you know what? As his arms are, are nailed outward, it can be painful. And sometimes it's painful to reach out to the ones that we love. But that's where the love comes from. Matthew chapter 5, verse 16 says this, In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Let your light shine out. We, we all have this image of the lighthouse right now, and it's just so vivid, right? It's just, phew, my arms need to be outward. I do not want to hit my wife right now when I do that. <laughs> but it's, our arms are outward. Our light is shining outward. It's, it's the two-part First part is we need to ha be loving God. And the second part is loving people. John chapter nine, verse five. I've, I feel like I've jumped so many times in verses today. I already know, you know, people are even messaging. What was that first thing? What's this? It's okay. Watch the video again. Message me if you want the verses. And I love it. But John chapter nine, verse five. Get this. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. So, 
We're gonna do life together right now. And I want you to jump into the comments and start dialoguing on, on a question I'm about to ask. You know, message in the comments, talk about with people next to you. You know, this is the moment to do life together. This is where discipleship happens. This is where life changes right now. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. So doing life together, here's the question. Jesus is in the world through you. So what does this verse mean to you? How it says, while I am in the world, Jesus is in the world because he's in you. So let's do life in the comments. Welcome back. I love these discipleship moments. Like, please understand that doing life together, this is where discipleship happens. This is where the refinement happens. This is when you talk about it, you understand, you grow. And this is how the Holy Spirit starts speaking to you so you can move forward. You can do those things. It's, we understand that the, the horizontal, right? The arms of Jesus stretched out. The, the light of the lighthouse that's shining. This is what our church is designated as the phrase, doing life together. This is, this is what happens is when we get into our communities and we are shining light in there, we're doing it by doing life together, right? It's not just so that we run in, you know, drop something off and, and split. That's not, that's not doing life together. It's, it's a long-term kind of thing. It's saying, I'm committed to loving you every day, in and out, all the time. I'm doing life together with you. See, the single greatest way to save a life, offer a future, show home, shed light, repeal the darkness, keep your light shining into people's lives you connect with. And, and I need to, to really get this point across because I think it's misunderstood a lot. Doing life together or community, it's not a country club. Our church is not a country club. It can't be a country club. All right, we're not going to be coming in and sealing off the doors and just going, oh, we're here, you're out there. That's, that's not the goal of our church. That's not the end-all, be-all of who we are. That's not how lighthouses work, right? They are on the edge of the shore right there solidly planted and stretching out saying there is safety there is hope there is joy and there is home see when sailors are out and they're lost and they're trying to figure out how to find their way home the lighthouse is what shows them home and it's by doing life together that's that's what we're getting and you know what i love about that too lighthouses don't just shine the beam in one at one mm -mm. spot, it's constantly moving. It doesn't stay stagnant, yeah. you know? And so it's that constant movement. I love that. Yeah. See, we, we need to be lighthouses in our communities. And, and I, I want to switch that over, that gear over just a little bit. See, our, our goal is not that collectively we are one lighthouse. Mm -hmm. That's not it. Because then you'd be able to lift the burden off your shoulders of having a foundation in Jesus. Say, oh, our pastor does it. We're good. No, no, no. We're, the, the, the coast has lighthouses. Right? The, the idea is, I love the word that Nakia gave at one point. She said, uh, tiny fires. Right? We're supposed to be like these tiny lighthouses. We're each a, a lighthouse in our own community. Right, because you have people that you can bring the love of Jesus to that I may never meet. Right, when you go home and you go to your work, I, I don't show up at your work. I mean, unless we're coworkers. But that's, that's what it is. Mark chapter 3, verse 13 through 14 says, Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted, and they came to him. He appointed twelve that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach. For this sermon, pop quiz. What's the most important term in that entire scripture? It's three words. Ready? 
he appointed 12 that they might be with him. If you have your Bible, circle be with him right now. I'm not in the right spot, but I will be. Mark chapter 3, go to it, open it up, and circle be with him. Verse 13 through 14. Let me see the pen really quick. Be with him. Some of your Bible verse versions might say accompany him. But it's this idea of with. The, the reason why the disciples' lives were changed so radically was because they did life with Jesus. It wasn't because they went to this amazing sermon and heard Jesus preach on the mountain. No, they lived with him. They did life together. They walked on the road together. They sat at campfires together, eating food together. There there was so much more involved, right? When you go camping with someone for like a week, you have the photos and some cool highlights, but so much more happened, right? funny stories and inside jokes and you did life together. That's, that's what we're trying to help us all understand is we need to do life together. Right? And it's not about necessarily saying, okay, doing life together means I need to find someone at church and talk to them all the time. No. You could, you could do that. That's awesome. But that's, you're not meeting this criteria goal. See, doing life together is identifying your community and shedding light into it. You're doing life together with them. Day in, day out. That's, that's what it is. So, this, this sermon is it's really broken into two pieces. We understand now what a lighthouse is. And we're breaking it down to, to next steps and doing life together. That's how we we accomplish this. Next steps in Jesus and through Jesus and, and doing life together with people in our community. And I want to I break into the second phase of this sermon, which is, so what does that look like for our vision? It's like, okay, I understand these lofty goals and it's like, okay, that makes sense. But what does that mean for us? Like, how do we understand what our church is going to be doing starting next week and moving forward in the weeks and months and years to come. Like, what is that? And so God has, has been speaking to me relentlessly to study Pastor Paul in the Bible for a long time. Like I, thinking about Paul, reading about Paul, talking about Paul. I called up a, a Paulinian uh, theologian in China on his time zone, very late at night for us, and just to talk about Paul. He had written a bunch of blogs on him and he had this deep understanding of all this research and, and being able to read the original text and, and he just knew it. And we had these conversations and I, I just researching Paul and reading about him, God led me to understand that Paul and how he pastored and how we led church and churches is, is our blueprint for our church today. See, Paul was, was brilliant in how the Holy Spirit led him. And this idea that Paul locally pastored, right? Think about all the times he was in, he was in prison and jail and the people next to him. He was doing life together with them and their lives were changed. Like he was just with them. And there was discipleship happening. He was, he was dictating what the message was to send to this church and the scribe would be writing it down and they'd, they'd be dialoguing on it. Like how many lives were changed in the local context of Paul? We don't even have them all written down. I mean, we can imagine, we can understand that Paul is like this discipling person that's just like, I'm a disciple you. He's like the Oprah Winfrey of giving away things. You're going to be discipled and you're going to be discipled and you're going to be discipled. Like Paul just understood doing life together locally. But then he was like pastoring here and pastoring at a distance. And some of those places he never even was able to go to or go back again. So 
this crazy concept where Paul was pastoring locally and distantly at the exact same time and well was groundbreaking without technology. Like, what would, what would it be like if, if Paul was here today? Can you, can you imagine, like, this world would just be completely changed. Everyone know Jesus. Like, it would be crazy. So, what I want to talk about is our, our future of where our church is headed and what God has been placing on, on my heart. And I want to unpack the vision of Lighthouse 8 of 5 Church in a practical sense. So uh, I, re- I want to shed light on kind of where we're headed. No, no pun intended, maybe a little bit. Because I, I need us to all start grasping the direction of Lighthouse. And yeah, I know we, we could have been, been talking about this in, in committees and, and really plan this out well and all this kind of stuff. But fact of the matter is God spoke that <clears throat> this is the weekend the 18th, October 18th is when we're going to meet on the lawn. When we, and, I, and I kept feeling we're starting a new season the day we step foot on the lawn. That's our new season. Kept sensing, kept feeling it. It was confirmed in prayer, fasting, everything. It, this is the new season. And up to this point, I know that our next steps have been be praying about the next season, be praying about clarity, be praying about all these different things we've been asking. And, and thank you. This week... God took all the pieces and just put them together. And it was like through Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then just trying to unpack it. And it's like, God, can you not wait till the last second next time? Like, I appreciate all the preparation and I can see the the train tracks. You know, each train track is like a, a slat. I see all the slats that he's been doing in our church over the last years even before i was here he had all these all these slats down as a train track and then this week i understood and i saw the rail be placed down and i was like oh these are all connected you have been preparing us for this for years and it makes sense so one thing i i need to to get across is i'm going to explain it in the next 10 15 minutes or so and if you don't get it that's okay. It took me a long time to just get it together and understand it and grasp it and, and, and just all of it. But what I need to ask is one thing, that you would have joy and that you would have an openness for the Holy Spirit to start speaking to you. Yes. That's what's important. Okay, joy and the Holy Spirit to speak to you. What we don't need is complaining, grumbling, and gossip. No, ain't nobody need that ever. Okay. Well, we don't need that. We don't need hindrances. We just need to run forward and go after the vision that God has placed on our church because it's here and we're going after it. Our season starts in seven days from now and we're going to start and it's going to be a messy start and that's okay, but it's going to be fun. And I'm so excited to do it. So Paul, ah, I went too far in my notes. Paul reached locally and distantly and discipled both simultaneously. So that's what Lighthouse is going to do. So what does that look like? What we're going to be doing is our church Sunday morning, we're going to get here and this is our community we're going to do life together and we're going to discover next steps together. But we're going to be live streaming and putting the message online. So that this is, this is where it gets awesome. People that don't live in Ventura can say, I want to be in a community doing life together and having next steps with this message. I want to be discipled with this, this message. So what that will look like is people from all different states, any location, will commit to saying, I'm going to open up my home or my front lawn because it's COVID times. 
say, I'm going to be socially responsible and distance and say, I'm going to invite my friends and my family. And we're going to partner with Lighthouse. And in our home, we're going to do life together and take next steps. So we're going to be lighthouses on lighthouses all across this nation. And the, 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 the awesome part is God is dealing with COVID, right? Healing is going to happen. But it supercharged our vision to enable this to occur. We wouldn't, people would just, we wouldn't understand this. It wouldn't make sense to say, well, if I live in Texas, well, you know, I could just go to a church and, you know, oh, I, I get it. I can open up my front lawn and have a barbecue and, and watch this message live or recorded and we could do life together and, and talk about our next steps. And that's where the discipleship happens. And it's just that verse where the Lord says, whatever, what the enemy intended for evil, the Lord can use for good. Amen. You know, so we're, we're taking him up on his word. I, so th- this is where we're headed. There's a lot of logistics to take place. We get that. There's a lot of steps. But I, we need to announce this is where we're headed because the Holy Spirit put both on our hearts individually and uh, together that there was a, a major warning. We are, we are not supposed to meet together on the lawn to create content to put online in hopes that someone just watch it. That's, that's not it. We will fail in our vision as a church if that is it where we will succeed is by identifying and partnering with people in their homes, wherever they're at in this nation and having them say, I'm going to commit to this, to doing life and next steps with my community. Mm-hmm. And that's where we are discipling of what that looks like in your home. What does that look like? What's the infrastructure? What's, you know, what do we need to have happen? And I love it because if you look at the demographics and, and the analytics of our podcast right now, People are so spread out in this nation watching. But we need to like kick it over into the discipleship factor. Because as Paul understood pre-technology, just a letter written by a scribe on parchment, he understood that this, the message that he wrote, the sermon he wrote down, would be ineffective unless it was part of a community to receive and be discipled by it. Right? That's, that's where it starts bringing the life out. That's where starts, joy starts happening. And that's, that's how the fullness of Lighthouse gets enacted. It's not good enough just to be the spire and the up-down part of the Lighthouse. We have to have the arms stretched out. That's where it all connects. It's the doing life together. And I, and I, I want to, I think we understand it now, but I need to say it one more time. Do you see that the ministry is not just contained to Ventura? We're not just a church. We're actually a movement. This is something that's going to change so many lives across so many cities. And it's going to be so powerful. Like, this is, this is awesome. I mean, all the different facets of what this is going to take shape and look like. I mean, each community is going to be a little bit different. Like, I, I see artistic communities popping up. I see the, the youth ministry of our church is not bound to Ventura. The youth ministry is going to be this national youth ministry. It's, it's, it's crazy, the vision that God's placing on this church. And one of, one of the clear visions that God, one of the pieces, the slats of the railroad I was talking about, is God was placing on our hearts that how we do church and how we church inventory of what the sanctuary will look like and the stage and where we film and everything. It was such a clear picture that I didn't understand it back then. I was like, I don't get it, God. But now, I mean, now I get it, was he was so 
so specific of explaining our sanctuary and, and where we're at is should look like a living room or a, a comfortable, yeah, dining room, living room. Because essentially, when we start rolling out the vision to different cities, we will become an extension of your living room. So as we film in this living room stage, if you will, we're just an extension of your living room. That we're partnered with you wherever you're at at any time. And that's why it's so important that you make sure that it's not just you're watching this message on your own and you're like, oh, that's pretty good. Oh, I, I did some laundry while it was happening. <laughs> I got some chores done. You know, uh, the kid was crying, so I paused and I came back. That's, that's missing it. You need to be in community and you need to do life together or you're missing half of the lighthouse. You're missing half of the commandments of God. So next Sunday, some of you are joining us in person and I'm excited. I'm excited for you to, to come be here with us. And some of you can't. You physically can't be here. For wherever you're at, whatever state you're in, whatever location you're at. But the thing is, I want to challenge you is to start doing community where you're at. Man, there's, there's like three or four people that watch this message every week in LA. Like, get together. Watch it together. Do life together. And that's, that's our end goal. As, as we're here and we're meeting, I, I challenge you to, if you can't make it or you don't feel comfortable attending it in a group, invite someone you feel comfortable with on your lawn to watch. Invite someone to your home, whatever, whatever is comfortable for you. But do life together. That's where, that's where life-changing events happen. That's where the discipleship happens. That's where these early churches were so shooken up and changed and change the entire fabric of what church is to this entire world. Because it started with Paul understanding the word of God transcends any distance, but transforms when people gather together. That's, that's where it's at. This, this sermon, it's really unique because it, it's the conclusion of a season of our church. And it also marks the start of our next season of our vision and where we're at, a meeting on the lawn and all of this. It's, it's this in-between message. And it's, it's just, it's profound and beautiful and it's creative and innovative. And, and I, I think the thing that, I don't know, I'm, I'm proud of, of our church and that makes me excited is, and it just blows my mind, is that we're this creative, innovative, technology-forward church that will closely embody the early church. Right? Like, we're like, we're not just like on the spectrum somewhere of what church models are. We have chosen like the two ends. <laughs> we're like, this will be our church. We'll be the early church. And we'll be creative and technology. And we're like, okay, we're good with that. <laughs> like, it's, I love it. So uh, your next steps, your next steps is actually into the next season. I want you to picture yourself as the lighthouse as, as you're physically stepping out of whatever season you're in. Because I think a lot of us were in different seasons in this last season but we're all stepping into the next season together into the same season. So your next step is this, this week, pray. How can you be a lighthouse and do what the Holy Spirit reveals? All right, your prayers should be, God, it, it, I'm a lighthouse. What am I missing? What do I need to do? Holy Spirit, reveal it to me. That should be your ongoing prayer this week. And then God will speak to you, but you got to do it. <laughs> you got to act on it. And this is like an and one 
next step, if you will, is there, there's some of you are watching and as you're watching, God has been giving you visions and images of your living room being shaped and shifted with this message on the TV and friends coming over and you guys watching it together and, and doing life together and taking next steps together. And, and it's awesome. Some of you guys are getting vision right now of where we're headed in our church. And you're like, I need to do this, but I don't know how. <laughs> That's okay. We're starting. We, we're going to keep working on it and growing it and building it. And this is, this is where we're starting. So if, if, some, if God is speaking to you, start reaching out, message us, email us, and, and we'll keep you updated with how we're progressing forward into this. So with that, Patty, can you pray for us? Lord, we thank you. We thank you because you have thought of it all and you will provide for all of that, all of what we've talked about this morning, Lord, to come to pass because, Lord, if it comes from you, it can only be good. And so, Father, we come before you as a church, as individual lighthouses, Lord, to say, use me. Use me, God. Use me in a way that is going to show your love to others, to a world that needs it so badly. God, we thank you because you never give us vision and direction without providing for it. And so we thank you for the provision that you're going to be bringing, um, for doors that you're going to open, for people that, that your Holy Spirit's going to be putting on our hearts and on our minds and won't stop until we actually reach out to those individuals. Yes. So we thank you for your persistence. We thank you for your faithfulness and we thank you for, oh my gosh, for, for entrusting us to be the lighthouses of this world. And so we thank you, Lord. It's such an honor and such a privilege. And so God, I, I pray that this excitement um, would, never, would never grow dim. Would it always change as, as we move and progress forward? So we thank you, Lord. I pray a blessing over everyone today. Whether Sundays be amazing and full of love yes. and joy that would carry on and overflow in through the rest of the week, Father, to be shared with those around them in their homes, um, in workplaces, in phone calls and emails and text messages, Lord, would we be a people that are so ready to encourage each other and love on each other. And so we thank you for all that you're about to do, Lord, all that you've begun under the surface and all that's bubbling up now. So we mm -hmm. thank you for your faithfulness, God, in Jesus' name, amen.